So when we are now talking about Rahu and Ketu, one seven axis, Rahu in first, Ketu in seventh, and Ketu in first, and Rahu in seventh in Rukshesha, it gives us two possible combinations. One falls in Taurus Scorpio axis, another falls in Gemini Sagittarius axis. So the energy shifts a lot. Okay, we shall see this. By the end of this video, hopefully you'll get a good idea of what this brings about, what kind of narcissistic and empathic qualities it brings about in an individual. Let's key. the dictionary definitions who is an empath and who is a narcissist according to dictionary empath a person who has strong capacity for empathy the ability to understand and share the feelings of others often to an intense degree psychological characteristics of an empath empathy empaths deeply understand and share the emotions of others sensitivity they are highly attuned to the emotional states of those around them. Intuition Empaths have a strong gut instincts and can sense the emotional distress in others. Compassion They possess a deep will of compassion and a desire to help others. Boundary challenges Big one Empaths may struggle with setting healthy emotional boundaries potentially leading to emotional exhaustion. Narcissists, a person who has an excessive and often unhealthy self-love or admiration, an inflated sense of self-importance and a lack of genuine empathy for others. Right away you can see both are opposites. Narcissists often seek constant admiration and validation from others while exhibiting manipulative and self-centered behaviors. Grandiosity. Narcissists have an exaggerated sense of self-importance and often believe they are superior to others. Need for admiration. They constantly seek admiration, attention and validation from others to bolster their self-esteem. <laughs> lack of empathy. Narcissists typically lack genuine empathy and struggle to understand or care about the feelings of others. Manipulation. They may engage in manipulative behaviors to maintain control and achieve their own goals, often at the expense of others. Fragile self-esteem. Despite their outward confidence, narcissists often have a fragile self-esteem that is easily wounded, leading to defensive or aggressive reactions when challenged. Now let us see the two dominant drivers of narcissism and empathy. Empaths. Okay, we are considering for the purposes of this study Rahu as the narcissist when it is in the first house, Ketu as an empath when it is sitting in the first house. We are talking only the first house because that's dominantly where the ego resides. The egoness or the egolessness is empath versus dynamic, narcissist dynamic. So Rahu as a narcissist will give what? Exaggerated sense of self-importance. Rahu in the first house 
can contribute to exaggerated sense of self-importance leading individuals to overestimate their abilities and achievements seeking external validation those with these placement may have a strong desire for external validation and may go to great lengths to gain recognition and admiration from others often at the expense of genuine self-esteem <clears throat> illusion of grandeur rahu's influence can create an illusion of grandeur causing individuals to present themselves in a way that exaggerates their accomplishments and status materialistic pursuits this placement may lead to excessive focus on material wealth and positions as a means of bolstering one's self-esteem and self-worth see rahu lacks this it wants to gain this manipulative behavior rahu in the first house can sometimes encourage manipulative behavior where individuals use deception or self-promotion as a means of maintaining their self-image and gain the admiration they seek Ketu as an empath on the other side, mark the charts here as you can see. Ketu is in the first house, here Rahu is in the first house as a narcissist, Ketu in the first house as an empath. What does Ketu behave as an empath? Deep empathetic insight, Ketu's detachment can paradoxically lead to deep understanding and empathy for others' experiences. As individuals with displacement often have a unique ability to perceive and sympathize with the underlying emotions and struggles of others. Non-judgmental empathy. They tend to offer non-judgmental empathy as detached nature to themselves allows them to accept people as they are without imposing their own beliefs or values on others. Emotional healing. Some with Ketu in the first house may have a natural gift for helping others and heal emotionally or spiritually, offering a safe space for individuals to explore their feelings and experiences without the fear of criticism. Intuitive Empathy Their intuitive nature may enable them to sense others' emotions without the need for verbal communication, making them practically attuned to unspoken emotions and needs compassion and acceptance they often possess a compassionate accepting disposition which can be comforting for those who seek understanding and empathy in their presence now let's examine the impact of planets which sit with rahu in the first house for narcissism we are talking only about rahu now first part okay that's the narcissist dynamic rahu in the first house what if Saturn sits with Rahu in the first house? What happens? Narcissistic tendencies suppressed. Saturn tends to suppress everything. Saturn's influence can sometimes act as a restraining force on the narcissistic tendencies. It may encourage the individuals to be more cautious about displaying overt narcissism. Emphasis on reputation. Saturn's presence may make the individual more concerned with their public image and reputation. They may strive to maintain a facade of responsibility and respectability. Controlled self-importance While there may be still a desire for self-importance, Saturn can add an element of control and discipline, preventing narcissism from becoming too overt, overt and covert narcissism. We'll see that. Mars. What if Mars is placed with Rahu in the first house? Intensified narcissistic traits because Mars is a driver, Mars is aggressive. 
Mars can intensify narcissistic tendencies, making the individual more competitive and aggressive in the pursuit of recognition and admiration. Impulsive narcissism, Mars is very impulsive. The influence of Mars can lead to impulsive displays of narcissism where the individual seeks attention and dominance. Mars wants to dominate in a more aggressive and immediate manner. Impulsive. Ego-driven actions. Mars may drive the ego to the forefront, making the individual more focused on their own desires and needs, potentially at the exp expense of others. What about Sun and Moon? As a narcissist, if Moon is placed in the first house with Ra, conjunct, what can be the possibility of narcissism there? Emotional narcissism. Moon's emotional depth can contribute to a form of emotional narcissism where the individual's own emotional experiences needs to take precedence over the other. Sensitivity to narcissistic injury. Moon sensitivity can make the individual highly reactive to the perceived slights or criticism leading to defensive or narcissistic reaction, emotional reaction. Moon is emotion. Narcissistic validation. Moon's influence may drive the need for constant emotional validation, potentially creating narcissistic tendencies in seeking attention and reassurance. Sun. What about Sun? along with Rahu in the first house. Ego and self-importance. Sun represents the ego. When in conjunction or aspect to Rahu in the first house, it can amplify the narcissistic tendencies. Individual may be having exaggerated sense of self-importance, desire for attention. There is a strong desire for attention and recognition and the individual may go to great lengths to be in spotlight and receive praise and admiration. Charismatic Narcissism Sun's influence can make narcissism appear charismatic, confident, which can draw others in and create a magnetic personality. <clears throat> Resistance to Criticism Individual may be highly resistant to criticism as their ego is closely tied to their self-worth. They may react defensively or aggressively perceived slights. What about Jupiter or Venus along with Rahu in the first house? Jupiter, intellectual narcissism. Jupiter represents knowledge and wisdom. When in conjunction or aspect to Rahu in the first house, it can lead to a form of intellectual or philosophical narcissism. The individual may believe they possess superior wisdom and spiritual insight. Moral superiority. They may feel morally superior, believing they have a unique understanding of ethics and values that others lack. Proselytizing narcissism. Jupiter's influence may lead to a desire to share their beliefs and wisdom with others in a preachy, proselytizing manner. Resistance to contradiction. Individuals with this combination may resist contradictory viewpoints and may become self-righteous when challenged, viewing themselves as the holders of ultimate truth, the ego of Jupiter. Venus. Aesthetic Narcissism. Venus represents beauty and aesthetics. When conjunction or aspect to Rahu in the first house, it can contribute to a form of aesthetic narcissism. Individual may place excessive importance on physical appearance and beauty, vanity. <clears throat> charm and charisma. They may possess charm and charisma that draw others in using their physical attractiveness or social skills to gain admiration and validation. 
materialistic narcissism. Venus influence can lead to materialistic narcissism where the individual judges their self-worth based on material positions they have. Luxury, indulgence, emotional manipulation. Individuals with this combination may use their charm and attractiveness to manipulate others emotionally seeking attention and affection. What about Mercury with Rahu? In the first house, intellectual narcissism. Mercury represents intellect and communication. When in conjunction or aspect of Rahu in the first house, it can lead to intellectual narcissism, where one individual believes they are intellectually superior to others. Manipulative communication. Mercury's influence can make an individual skilled in manipulating communication to gain attention and control conversations. They may use language to enhance their image and deflect criticism. Need for recognition. There is a strong need for recognition of their ideas, opinions, Mercury's intellect. They may seek out intellectual debates and discussions where they can dominate and showcase their knowledge. Difficulty accepting differing views. Individuals with this combination may struggle to accept differing viewpoints and may dismiss or belittle opinions of others, contributing to a sense of intellectual superiority. What about the empath dynamic? Now let's see the empath characteristics. So Saturn in the first house with Ketu or the south node of the moon. Empathetic Detachment. Saturn's influence can create a sense of empathic detachment. Individuals with this placement may have a unique ability to empathize with others while remaining emotionally reserved and composed. Practical empathy. Saturn is very practical. They may express empathy through practical actions and responsibilities, such as providing stability and support to loved ones in a consistent, reliable manner. Structured compassion. Saturn can create structured, disciplined compassion where empathy is channeled in a focused, responsible way. They may even make this a profession. They approach empathy as a duty. Difficulty in expressing feelings. Saturn is a dry planet. It does not have feelings. While they understand and empathize with others, expressing their own emotions or connecting on an emotional level may be challenging to Saturn along with Ketu in the first house. Mars with Ketu in the first house. Empathy driven by action. Mars is action oriented. Mars can stimulate empathy through action and physical engagement. These individuals may show empathy by actively assisting others and defending those in need. Mars is a warrior planet. Protective empathy. They may display a protective form of empathy where they are highly supportive or loyal to those they care about. Protective another aspect of Mars, ready to go to great lengths to ensure their well-being. Empathic courage. Mars influence can make them courageous in their empathic responses, unafraid to confront difficult situations and challenges on the behalf of others. Potential impulsivity. Mars is very impulsive. While Mars can enhance empathy, it may also lead to impulsive reactions triggers and sometimes without considering the consequences. What about sun and moon in the first house with Ketu as an empath? Moon. Deep emotional empathy. Moon represents emotions when in conjunction or aspect to Ketu in the first house, it can create deep emotional empathy. These individuals can connect with others on a profound emotional level. 
Sensitivity to others' needs. Ketu is all about other when it comes in the first house. That's what defines an empath. They are often sensitive to needs and feelings of others, making them compassionate and nurturing individuals. Instinctual empathy. Moon's influence can lead to an instinctual empathy, where they respond naturally and empathetically to the emotions of others around them, often without conscious effort. Emotional bonding. They may form strong emotional bonds with others which can lead to heightened sense of empathy when those close to them are in distress. Sun Empathy focused on identity. Sun represents one's identity and ego. When in conjunction or aspect to Ketu in the first house, empathy may be closely tied to a deep understanding of personal identity and a willingness to empathize with others who struggle with issues of identity. They may help other themselves find themselves. Empathy as a path to self-realization. Individuals with this placement may view empathy as a means of self-realization, understanding themselves better by empathizing with other struggles and journeys. Empathetic leadership. Sun's influence can make them natural leaders in empathetic roles, guiding them and supporting them through their own empathic understanding of personal challenges. What about Mercury and Jupiter with Ketu in the first house? Mercury Intellectual empathy Mercury represents intellect and communication when in conjunction or aspect to Ketu in the first house, empathy may primarily manifest as intellectual understanding. These individuals may empathize by analyzing and comprehending others' thought processes and viewpoints. Empathy through communication They may express empathy through effective communication, actively listening to others and providing thoughtful responses. Empathy in learning. In Mercury's influence with Ketu in the first house can lead to love of learning about different perspectives, cultures, which can enhance capacity for empathy by broadening their understanding, mental, intellectual understanding of the world. Analytical empathy. They may have a knack for breaking down complex emotions and situations into manageable parts, making it easier for them to empathize with specific aspects of others' experiences. <clears throat> Jupiter with Ketu in the first house. Spiritual empathy. Jupiter represents wisdom, spirituality and higher knowledge. When in conjunction or aspect to Ketu in the first house, that's our basis for empathy, Empathy may be deeply rooted in spiritual or philosophical understanding. Jupiter, the philosopher. Empathy as a path to wisdom. Individuals with this placement may see empathy as a means to gain spiritual wisdom and personal growth. They may believe that empathizing with others, they can expand their own consciousness. Jupiter is also very egoistic, by the way. Mentorship and guidance. Jupiter's influence can make them natural mentors and guides, offering empathic support and wisdom to others on a spiritual and personal development. Universal empathy. They may tend to have a broad universal perspective on empathy, seeking to understand and empathize with the struggles of humanity as a whole, transcending individual boundaries. What about Venus with Ketu in the first house as an empath? Aesthetic empathy. Venus represents beauty and aesthetics. When in conjunction or aspect to Ketu in the first house, 
empathy by this individual may be expressed through an appreciation for emotional beauty in life and emotions of others empathy empathy through art and creativity they may channel their empathy into creative pursuits such as art music literature to evoke and share emotions with others compassionate relationships venus can influence and lead to empathetic and compassionate interactions and relationships where they are attuned to the emotional needs and desires of others empathetic harmony they may seek to harmony and emotional connection in their relationships above all as a means to create deeper and more meaningful bonds with others so these are all the basic rules but now we get into nakshatras and see how rahu and ketu with these planets can play out in the nakshatras because 27 different signatures are possible let's get into that so like i said mrikshira has got two parts one is falls in the earth sign of taurus and one falls in the air sign of gemini so this leads to the rahu ketu 17 axis to act as somewhat like a split personality so you got to be careful about mrikshira right first of the nakshatras ruled by mars so narcissus number 1 is rahu in mrikshira like you see there and ketu in jeshta that's the first part so we are still in scorpio and taurus axis the last part of it mrikshira the first part of mrikshira last part of taurus scorpio what does this lead us to be let us see the characteristics of this one because mrikshira is a softer nakshatra let's see the characteristics of mrikshira now as a venus as a narcissist so that part on top so venus in relationship to narcissism and rahu in the first house is aesthetic kind of narcissism a sort of a vanity of materialistic stuff if you will charm and charisma using charm and charisma to attract because now rahu is in the first house in mrikshira materialistic narcissism which can lead to influence of material narcissistic attitude however in mrikshira nakshatra because it's a devgana it tends to go towards the venus brahmana aspect of it that means it is more wiser compared to when it's sitting in kritika for example or when it is sitting in rohini for example so curiosity and exploration rahu in mrikshira signifies a strong sense of curiosity and a desire for exploration these individuals often eager to learn mrikshira is constantly wanting to learn something discover and experience new things adaptability they tend to be adaptable and versatile in their approach to life Rahu and Brikshisha individuals can thrive in diverse situations very dynamic so the originality individuality independence insight ingenuity all these things play out when Rahu is in Brikshisha in the first house person is quite brilliant and quite open minded and explorative in nature <clears throat> think venus like because it's still in taurus communication skills mrikshisha is associated with communication 
and Rahu here can enhance communication skills, right? These individuals may excel in written or spoken communication. Think about that. Restlessness. Brikshasha is a restless kind of a nakshatra. It's like symbolized by the head of a deer. Think of the deer grazing in the forest, in the savanna. It's constantly moving around, looking around for stuff. That restlessness factor of Rakshisha will play in, especially with Rahu, which is also a very dynamic energy. So they will want to be constantly exploring stuff, seeking new horizons. They have a strong desire to explore new horizons, both physically and intellectually. Travel, learning, pursuit of novel experiences. Tie all of these aspects of Rahu into the Venus kind of aspect, especially Venus sitting with Rahu with in Brikshesha in the first house, in the natal chart. Okay, all of these factors. So that's what Rahu in Brikshesha gave us, the first type of narcissistic behavior. Why does it border on narcissism, you might say? This kind of a person can claim a lot of knowledge about a lot of things which they have studied, obviously, but it can become like, I know more than you. Because if you look at the Taurus narcissism in Rukshisha, <clears throat> we got to look at the other side. Where is the detachment coming from? Let's see that next. So Ketu is sitting in Cheshta at the same time that Rahu is sitting in Rukshisha in the first house. This is in seventh house. So Ketu will provide detachment from the seventh house aspects, from spouse, from others, from partnerships. They don't care about others, they care about themselves. That defines narcissism. Now, what does Jeshtha Nakshatra provide us when Ketu is sitting there? Jeshtha Nakshatra obviously is independent and self-reliant, they tend to have that more. Although they will be detached from the others, in this case, they are not thinking about others. We are talking about psychological aspects here. Their desire for transformation is very high because Ketu provides that energy of moksha, detachment. Detachment in this case from the seventh aspect and moving towards the head in the first aspect of Rahu. They may be willing to let go of old patterns and attachments to facilitate their spiritual evolution. Mystical interests. Jeshtha Nakshatra is associated with occult. Ketu here can intensify that. Wherever occult practices come, we can understand very safely. It has everything to do with occult and mysticism. <clears throat> that means it will more likely provide it. Rahu can obsess over it. Ketu will provide it. Because the the whole concept of spiritual detachment and occult is of detachment from the material aspect. Rahu is a bhogakaraka. It goes towards the earth, towards the materials. Ketu takes you away from it, towards the soul and spirit realms. That's the sort of bottom line of it. Quest for inner strength. Let's see the life lesson, rising of power, Jeshna Nakshatra, right? We covered this <coughs> before also. Rising of power by retaliation 
towards exposed enemies. So Jeshta has a tendency to let the enemies expose themselves. Then I will handle them. Then I will sort them out. That's best. Jeshta Nakshatra, they have to wait for the enemies to come out and show themselves. Exposed enemies as opposed to hidden enemies. This is where the power of Jeshta Nakshatra shines. <clears throat> So when you come to Ketu here, hang on a minute, there we go. When we come to Ketu sitting in Jeshta, always first consider the house aspects where Rahu and Ketu are placed, general rule. First is the house, seventh house is the house of spouse, interest in the opposite sex, interest in marriage, sex, love affairs, romantic affairs, all of that stuff. So Ketu here makes this person detached from it and we saw how Rahu acts in Brukshisha, right? What did Rahu do in Rakshisha? Rahu did <clears throat> all intellectual exploration, communication skills, restlessness, seeking new horizons, all of this top stuff. And Rakshisha here will pose a challenge, Rahu being there, to find core commitment. This Rakshisha can become seriously restless, seriously always trying to seek something else not really focusing on themselves. That's the first one, the first narcissism. Let's see the empathic portion now. So empath number one is Ketu in Rukshisha and Rahu in Jeshta, the reverse. So Ketu in Rukshisha gives it a very spiritual angle to Rukshisha. Let us see what those might be. Then we'll get to Rahu in Jeshta and what's the other side means. So Ketu in Brikshesha, in Ketu, the bottom part, we are talking about Venus as empath now, concern for others, emotional beauty, seeing the good things about others. Ketu becomes about others because now your Taurus empathy <clears throat> with Ketu in Brikshesha will provide detachment from the self. Empathy is basically one person is detached from their own head, from their own sense of self-identity and now it wants to go towards others, right? So what does this provide us as Ketu, which is Venus as empath because the dispositive becomes Venus. <clears throat> they might be more inclined towards aesthetics through art and creativity. They might be more inclined towards compassionate relationships, more so because now Rahu is sitting in the seventh house in Jeshta. Okay, so now Rahu becomes the dominant, the energy flowing is outward for an empath. So you're concerned about all the time having a compassionate relationship with others, compassionate interactions in relationships where they are attuned to the emotional needs and desires of the, the ones they care about especially now in this case everybody others your partners your spouse remember Rahu in the seventh house will always be obsessed about relationships intimate relationships because it's the seventh house the house aspect so that's what it will provide but the signature of Mrikshesha is the bottom one detachment from mundane pursuits because Ketu is sitting in the head they tend to have a strong detachment 
from worldly desires and material pursuits ketu in brukshisha individuals often prioritize spiritual growth over materialistic pursuits it's a devgana that will play out always always temperament will play out that's why i have stuck it there pay attention to the temperaments <coughs> seekers of clarity because it's a devgana because it is intellectual it is always seeking of intellectual clarity am i clear in my head and it is constantly moving energy in mrikshesha so it is always hunting for its own intellectual clarity am i clear before i speak this stuff to others they seek to unravel mysteries and gain insights into deeper aspects of life ketu in mrikshesha which is a devgana i'm just giving you ways to think about this adaptability ketu in mrikshesha can bestow adaptability and versatility see ketu is very versatile see the characteristics of ketu in that white box universality impressionability idealism intuition compassion spirituality self sacrifice or subtleness that plays out in this because it's a devgana and it's an intellectually very highly moving sign more so in gemini we shall say the other half of mrikshesha they could become natural healers they have a natural inclination towards healing whether it's physical emotional or spiritual ketu is a natural healer because it's moksha karaka all the disease so to speak is created by too much obsession in the material plane if you withdraw from that the karma associated with the materialistic plane is automatically dropped by the soul you might say okay that is venus in relation to empath number 1 because now we are sticking ketu in rikshisha in taurus okay now let's see the opposite side rahu in jeshtha Now remember, we are still in empath number one, right? But Rahu is in Jeshtha at the same time. So what does this create for us? Let us see Rahu in Jeshtha. It becomes very powerful and very ambitious. It is in Rakshasa Gana. So you have Ketu in Devgana and Rahu on the opposite side in Rakshasa Gana. This creates sort of battle within themselves. Of what kind of a person am I? Am I good or am I evil? sort of you see one side they are highly spiritual highly explorative in the head but there is this deep desire which plays out as shadow as rahu as jeshta who wants power who is determined and resilient see the top half okay over here desire for transformation but they are intuitive and strategic they are interested in occult and hidden knowledge but where is it now playing out you might say where is the playing out it's playing out in the seventh house let me get that thing out it's playing out in the seventh house so this rahu sitting in a rakshasa gana nakshatra and that ketu sitting in devgana this kind of an arrangement we shall keep seeing in other nakshatras as well creates a sort of light and shadow dynamic within the person on the one hand they are detached from all these aspects which we just saw right the mrikshisha aspects these ones 
they're detached from this because now Ketu is sitting there seeking clarity and away from mundane pursuits. But the same person on the other side has got this. Rahu sitting here. How will that play out for them in 7th house you might say. They will have a lot of obsession of power dynamic <clears throat> over their spouse. We are talking about 7th house. So it's about spouse, it's about sex, it's about romance, about relationships. And Rahu sitting in Scorpio, because it's in the sign of Scorpio ruled by Mars, you've got to see where Mars is in your chart, may become very driven, very passionate. It amplifies the Mars. Very highly sexually passionate in nature, because it's sitting in Scorpio again. It is all about the eighth sign. It is all about sex. And yet their intellectual refinement is very huge sitting in Ketu in Rikshisha, which is a Devgana. You see how this creates a sort of dichotomy. What kind of a person am I? Rahu and Ketu, especially in the first and seventh house axis, whichever way, creates this sort of a conflict within oneself. Who am I? What am I really? We are trying to refine that into the nakshatra level. Now let us see the second part which falls in Gemini, the narcissist number two and impact number two which will fall between Mrikshisha and now going into Mula in, in Sagittarius. Okay, so let's see those kinds of aspects. So narcissist number two is now shifted Mrikshisha to Gemini. Gemini versus Sagittarius 1 and 7 axis. So essentially we are talking about Rahu now and Ketu now or Empath and Narcissist in terms of Mercury and in terms of air sign. Big difference between Rahu sitting in an earth sign and Rahu sitting in an air sign. Here it becomes highly intellectual in nature. Mrikshisha wants that. Slightly uncomfortable in Taurus, but very comfortable in Gemini, Mercury as a narcissist, Rahu in Rikshisha, but this time in the sign of Gemini the third, the first of the air signs. Air sign is mental and intellectual capacity. And Ketu on the other side is sitting in Mula Nakshatra. <clears throat> Now Ketu is very well in Mula Nakshatra because it is ruled by Mula Nakshatra, is ruled by Ketu first. It is all about digging deep and finding the roots. And now this guy sitting in the seventh house becomes oh, an expert in relationship, expert in having how to seduce the opposite sex, expert in how to manipulate them because it knows the root of sort of the ideas about how to manipulate, how to uh, sort of be a control freak about your partner. Narcissism in relationships, this person can be highly manipulative. Why? Ketu, while sitting on Mula Rakshatra, it provides them all the depth, the spiritual depth in all relationships. So what is the core I am trying to find with this person I am in relationship with? See? Ketu will provide that knowledge to them. And where is it driving that knowledge into the intellectual capacity and the knowledge which we saw, which Mrakshisha has, 
in Rahu. So now the feeding of this Rahu is from this Ketu, that knowledge which it has, but it wants to derive for itself. I know what I'm talking about in the relationship. You don't. Narcissism. So let's see how this can play out within each nakshatra. Now, Rahu in Rikshisha we have already covered. It's a Devgana. It wants to study stuff. Now it's an air sign, so it'll be even more so. So let us see what Ketu does in Mula, for example. Okay. So Rahu and Rikshisha, just to recap, will provide curiosity, will provide adaptability, will provide communication skills, will be restless and will be seeking new horizons. Right? It is always doing that. Ketu on the other side is doing what exactly? Ketu on the other side in Mula will provide the quest for truth. They will know the truth about relationships. They will have desire for transformation strongly. Ketu is ruling this nakshatra. Interest in healing and rebirth, interest in mystical and occult interest. Well, this will show up when Ketu is in the first house. In the seventh house, it will provide all this knowledge. Okay. In relation to the seventh house aspects, which is the spouse, which is romance, which is love and sex. It will provide that knowledge to this individual. And it drives it towards the Mrikshisha part curiosity, communication skills. So if they are not doing any kind of spiritual work on themselves, they might be more inclined for manipulation because Rahu wants to derive that in the head. Rahu wants that particular energy, right? So this could lead to the negative side of Rahu, which is escapism, confusion, neurosis, deception, addiction. Addiction what in this case? towards finding out more and more intellectually about the opposite sex. I'm just putting Rahu in Rikshisha and Ketu in Mula. So these people might become eventually very good coaches, relationship coach, marriage counselor, psychologist of relationships and so on. Why? Because Rahu is not interested in relationships in this case. Rahu detaches from relationships with this kind of an arrangement. What kind of an arrangement is that? This arrangement. Because here it's all about Mercury, right? So what is the energy of Mercury in Rikshisha? Mercury in Rikshisha as a narcissist represents intellectual communication when aspect to Rahu can lead to intellectual narcissism. They are interested in the intellectual part of things. They can be manipulative in their communication. If other planets are good, this can become a really positive thing, by the way. Although they might not be good people to hang around. To gain at all attention and control. Rahu wants attention in the first house. Need for recognition. I'm the best psychologist, psychiatrist there is. Person who writes tons of books. Wants New York Times bestseller, for example. Difficulty in accepting differing views. Individuals with this combination struggle to accept differing points. Okay, they may object. They may say, I know better than you. That's narcissist number two. Now let's see the empathic portion of Mercury. Now the empath number two. Ketu in Mrakshesha, which will provide a high degree of intellectual capacity in a spiritual form. The spiritual aspect of Mercury, which is intellectually thinking, Gemini, I'm putting things together. Mercury has an empath. 
On the other side, Rahu is now towards Mula Nakshatra, making it obsessed first of all about the partner, discovering all kinds of dirty secrets, if you want to call it that, about love and romantic relationship, about spouse, about others, because fifth and ninth aspect is going towards eleventh house of Rahu. But let's first understand the mercurial aspects. So we are talking about Ketu in Mrikshisha. Once again, what does Mrikshisha lead us to? Okay, Mrikshisha with Ketu in it provides detachment from mundane aspects, detachment from life and it goes towards Rahu. It is now obsessed about others. Empathic obsession. Seekers of clarity, adaptability, natural healers. Now all those qualities are with Ketu in the first house. But now we are talking about Ketu here in Rikshisha in the first house. So they are wanting clarity all the time in relationships because Rahu is now directed its energy towards the other, towards the seventh house. So what does Mula Nakshatra provide here? Mula Nakshatra okay, will provide us with Rahu intense desire for transformation within relationships seventh house quest for power and influence because it is looking to dominate the other partner power, influence and recognition determination and resilience Rahu here can become extremely focused when it is in the seventh house in discovering the deep dark kind of sexuality because it is in the seventh house interest in occult and mysticism tantric sex kind of a thing they might be getting into such stuff because mula wants to go to the root emotional depth they might be seeking emotional depth in the other so as much as to summarize this particular kind of narcissism, right? We are talking about empaths and narcissists. We are talking about empaths, sorry. This kind of empathy once again is caught in a trap. Ketu in Rakshisha will provide that detachment. At the same time, on the other side, with Rahu in Mula, they might be obsessed about relationships. So on the one side, Ketu is providing detachment from oneself, thinking intellectual capacity. We must know the mercurial aspects of this just quickly here. What is the mercury aspect of Gemini? Mercury as an empath, but sitting in the first house. That's mercury because it's in Mrikshesha as an empath intellectual empathy they can take care of their partners very well because they have an intellectual empathy for what the other partner is going through empathy to communication actively listening to others this person can also become a good psychologist psychiatrist empathy in learning analytical empathy psychological analysis requires some degree of analysis of the other right so this is empath number two, where Mercury becomes an empath. So keep these aspects in mind, just to summarize the whole thing. Rahu and Ketu, first always check the houses, check the signs which they are in. 
and then check the nakshatra which they are in. Nakshatra will provide the color to these things. In the first house, Ketu provides the detachment. In the seventh house, it provides obsession towards your intimate partners, business partners and so on. That's the energy here. In the next one, we shall be going for the sixth nakshatra in the heart of Gemini, which is Ardra nakshatra. Thank you for watching. Be safe, take care and I shall see you in the next.